the fire. What so many people are craving yet missing today, they want a sense of purpose in a purposeless world, and they want a sense of dignity in a world that is becoming more selfish, more self-centered, and less concerned about others, even though they're saying that they are, right? And when you are the only authority in your life, the only check and balance, well, you might as well have no check and balance at all. And that's why committed relationships matter. Parents, friends, spouses keep us in check and balance. It keeps us in check and balance. Welcome to Through the Fire, cutting through the passions, clearing the smoke of the cultural confusions of the world today. Talking God's love and God's solutions from a biblical Christian worldview. And now, here's your host, Marie and Gregory Seltz. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Marie. And I'm Greg. And this is Through, Through the, the Fire. Fire. So I have a question for you, Greg. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. Right off the bat. Yeah, right off the bat. I mean, Let's we just, just get, get into back it. from vacation. Well, we well, didn't We vac- weren't in vacation. Well, we were felt visiting like friends. We visited friends. It felt like vacation. Whenever you're in California, the weather's great. And the company is uh, better. Companies, yeah, it was wonderful. Yes. I did work that weekend, though. Yes. Yeah, anyway, you but did. yeah, it's great to be back. Okay. So here's my question. All right. Okay, and I mm-hmm. get this ask this a lot. Okay. Do priorities affect perspective or does perspective affect our prioritizing? Because Mm. this time of year, you know, we can feel quite interrupted in our normal daily rhythms and get out of whack on our perspectives and prioritizing and we can feel a bit jumbled. So what do you think? I do think that priorities come first. But again, I think you're right. There's a tension there. I mean, rhythms, the things that make life worth can suddenly be out of whack and we can begin to question our perspectives and our priorities as being subjectively valuable, unpopular, or unimportant. I think we have to fight that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So many people used to think, you know, get an education, get a job, start a family, go to church through it all, grow up and really start living. Those priorities actually help them grow up and live, you know, successful, empowering lives. Right. So I think I'm a priorities person first. Yeah. And many of the things that you just mentioned, like getting an education, getting a job, getting married, starting a family, are not only out of favor today, at least it seems that way, you know, by everything we're viewing and hearing, they are also out of style and looked down upon. See, I think that's what we're going to talk about if we're going to get into this priority stuff, right? Right. I mean, I think that that's a big piece of it because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so much selfishness today, I believe, that is masked as social or cultural concern. And that's because of all that comes with the brokenness that we have in the world today, that these things like family and faith, things that really do help us deal with life stresses and challenges are now being dispensed with. Yeah, I mean, it's really important to honor things like faith and family, right? Right, right. Well, look, I've noticed this too. Just this last week, I'm reading all these stories about how people are dispensing with faith. I mean, like, this is a good thing, okay? Mm -hmm. They're avoiding having families. Um, They don't even want to work. (laughs) People don't even want jobs anymore, I think. Mm -hmm. That's also part of it. And then holy days like Christmas, they're being secularized as if they have no meaning, no impact, no call for commitment whatsoever. Think of it this way. People are just like, do what you want, and you will Mm -hmm. be happy. Well, one of the things that Christmas used to do in our society, Christmas used to be a time when we did take a breath, focused on what was really important, faith, family, friends, in that order. In that environment, all the tensions of modern society were balanced by the things that were bigger, things that endured, things that really, really mattered. And now I'm literally reading this. We're teaching our children that faith doesn't matter, family isn't as important as leisure, and don't worry, science and politics will solve 
all the problems that exist in life. I just think that's nuts, you know, honestly. It is. I was thinking about how my grandmother and your grandparents dealt with real heartache, like the depression, polio, and other diseases, you know, world wars even, uh, personal loss. I mean, it was faith. You know, their belief and trust in God and his wisdom, providence, and care, and then family. All the other things were much more meaningful and important, not less important, because they were grounded in the things that really mattered. Yeah, faith and family were your priority. Then those other things in life, and and we're not saying like leisure and work and all that stuff is unimportant. No. It's just in service to that which is important, right? Right. 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 So, well, look, that's what I think makes our program today unfortunately so amazingly tragic because for many faith, family, friends, community, and only as a last resort politics and government, somehow that viewpoint is now suspect, like you said. It, somehow people think it's a dangerous view of life. You know, And as I was thinking about that, the politicians think that, that's they for think sure. They you know, Because then they're not as needed. Mm-hmm. But the faith motivations... Or threatening, maybe right. we should say. Well, but faith motivations. I mean, when you actually trust in God and trust in his word above all things, that's produced one of the most tolerant societies in the world. And all that's under siege today in our culture. You know, I was just reading this article. It said, don't know, don't care, don't believe. Mm -hmm. which I think is now the theme of our education, our entertainment, even our politics. But guess what? People who believe that, which is actually they don't believe in anything, they're the least tolerant people in our country today. And the article quoted, they're twice as likely as older adults to specify that the people they respect are those who hold the same religious and political views as they do. So basically the point is, you believe like me and I'll respect you. You don't, and I'm going to not even tolerate you. Mm -hmm. Wow. Faith and family isn't just an idea. Right. Faith and family is rooted in something deeper and larger than ourselves. I mean, some of the brightest and most caring minds of the last hundred years have had quotes regarding their belief in this, How important right? it is, yeah. And yeah, it's important. It's like C.S. Lewis, you know, who wrote The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah, many people love C.S. Lewis. Oh, yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have entire dissertations that are written right, on him, right? right? So, you know, he said, homemaking, dare we even use that word today? Building a home. Yeah. yeah like so, not a house. But a that's home. a homemaking is having to do with housekeeping right. and also, you know, the maternal things, right? right? So homemaking, I mean, shame on us for even using that word. But he says it is surely in reality the most important work in the world. What do ships, railways, mines, cars, government, etc. exist for except that people may be fed, warmed, and safe in their own homes? The homemaker's job is one for which all others exist. Exactly. That was his philosophy. Right. Right. And people aren't aspiring to house, home, or family at all today. No. And Winston Churchill (laughs) said, and I went to Churchill High School in San Antonio, Texas, Winston Churchill said, there is no doubt it is all around the family and the home that all the greatest virtues, the most dominating virtues of human society are created, strengthened, and maintained. I get it. Yeah. So if you're going to try to have a civil society, a tolerant society, a loving society, a kind society, but you're going to dissolve the family and disregard the home and faith, this is not going to happen. Right. And then we have all these people that are, you know, saying that they're really concerned about equality and social culture, Right. right? Well, Mother Teresa said, what can you do? What can you do to promote world peace? Go home and love your family. <laughs> right? That's yeah. exactly because that's where that? it begins. <laughs> right. That's where it begins. Right. And if you can't do that, what are you spouting about everything I'd else? I'd rather for? fuss with everybody else. Yeah. yeah. And then the founder of Chick-fil-A. 
Kathy, he said, my riches are my family and my foster children. I try to store any material wealth in my hand, not my heart, so that I can always feel free to give it away when the opportunity arises. That's one of the Prioritizing. Prioritize. That's what that is. It's right. prioritizing. Faith and family first, right? Absolutely. Well, you know, the Bible takes it even further, Marie. I mean, faith, family first. It's the way of morally ordering the world, and it provides gospel agency to live life to its fullest. So, you know, one of the reasons I was just thinking about this too, like Churchill said, that family matters first is because it's the first place you get to learn about moral agency, responsibility, commitment to others in the context of love. You know, love that's not merely acceptance. It's a willingness to be challenged, to challenge, to discipline, to expect a child to grow and to be a part of that process, you know, to actually be a parent as if that's important. And so that happens when you're connected to the family and extended from your family. That happens when you come together in marriage, build a family. That happens as you try to raise up children. So to me, I'm just saying, you know, that happens when faith and family come first Mm -hmm. in one's life, not careers, not social standing, not even personal power and even personal happiness, Mm -hmm. because joy is something even bigger than that, too. So so without this moral agency and personal responsibility, I don't know how you get to that personally if you're not willing to practice it in the best place to start is family. So. I just think about this without people who have a sense of their own necessary moral Mm -hmm. agency and responsibility to something higher than themselves. Mm -hmm. I don't see how you can have inner satisfaction. I don't see how there can be such a thing as civility and benevolence to help. Mm -hmm. I just think if you expect it and you disregard all this other stuff, you don't know what's coming. Yeah, and that's what so many people are craving yet missing today. They want a sense of purpose in a purposeless world, and they want a sense of dignity in a world that is becoming more selfish, more self-centered, and less concerned about others, even though they're saying that they are, right? right? And when you are the only authority in your life, and this is true, people, when you are the only authority in your life, the only check and balance, Well, you might as well have no check and balance at all. And that's why committed relationships matter. Parents, friends, spouses keep us in check and balance. It keeps us in check and balance. When you don't have that, you can get out of whack physically, emotionally, and mentally. And that's why it's especially important during this time of the year that we have that. Because otherwise, people like me, counselors, Mm -hmm. coaches, and therapists, we're busy, busy, busy helping people that don't have that. And, you know, we all need commitment. We need to make it, and we need others to commit to us. And a healthy understanding of of one's self because of one's commitment, not because of one's desires, starts with being a part of faith, family, part of your family, however that looks. You know, you I heard someone say it this way, you are what you're committed to, mm-hmm. as opposed to you are what you feel like you should be or want to be. There's something mm-hmm. bigger mm-hmm. that even our commitments drive us, and they right. actually expose us to ourselves, sure. right? And then, of course, the God who loves us and redeems us. Right. And by the way, if this time of year, Christmas and New Year's, is truly challenging for you, if all this talk about faith and family is overwhelming you rather than giving you comfort, right. and you need or would like to talk through some things with someone who actually has the skills to get to the heart of the matter and the willingness to be supportive and to help you find your way and who really cares, please give us a call at Candescent Counseling. Make that call if you'd like to talk with someone who genuinely cares about your well-being. Call 636-368-5383. That's 636-368-5383. 
5383. And I would just say, you know, make that call. You'll be glad you did. Because one of the things, even if faith and family have not been a priority or you've actually been hurt because your family didn't make those a priority, yeah, you can be the first one that you becomes can... the foundation That's right. to that which is going to be a blessing, not just to you, to your family, to your children and your children's mm-hmm. children. So, mm-hmm. okay, now back to the power then of faith and family. For me, that's why it's so troubling to see that so much of our debate today is centered around the destruction of the family. And when I say family, I'm talking about father, mother, child. Mm-hmm. Okay. All these other relationships, we're not dispensing with them. We're not saying, but we are saying there's something unique about that. And it's foundational. It's written not only in our hearts, but in nature itself. So, you know, sorry, folks, we're removing the uniqueness of this father, mother, child reality to our peril. We're discounting mm-hmm. the, the destruction of faith in our children without realizing the fallout of what's to come. Yeah. And with that destruction, we see the devolution of our society. Right. The in- incivility, right? Absolutely. Right. The increasing violence, the callousness and coarseness as a loss of family values. Mm-hmm. I mean, others see the family as the evil structure that must finally be dissolved for libertine freedoms, right, yeah. to ensue. They relish that chaos, even if it means lives get lost in the chaos. Yeah, they think they're moving to something better. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, the Stone Street, there's an article that I was looking at, too, mm-hmm. and it all we hear about today is the cost of family. Right. Oh, it's so expensive to have right. family. Well, folks, when you're at the end of your life and you got lots of money but nothing to do, and when you're by yourself, family is the place where money means something. You have something to give and someone to give it to and someone to share it with and someone to sacrifice for. Mm-hmm. And without family, friends... Mm-hmm. None of this stuff matters. And of course, without faith in God, who actually gives us all things. Right, but it almost seems like today that you seem to be more virtuous or responsible if you choose not to bring a child into this world. Well, but evil you know what that is. And... But again, that goes to the hopelessness of modern society, <laughs> right, too. Right. So that's what I'm saying. We're talking about how do you have hope? How do you have civility? If you jettison you know, faith and family, you're going to have hopelessness. But you know, he was even saying that people are saying, I don't want to have children. I want to go on a vacation. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have children. I want a career. Well, that's Fool's gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where are people going to find purpose, value, commitment, intimacy, love? At their job, in some <laughs> government program, which we're all <laughs> yeah. looking to right now. Right. With all their educational degrees, with their pensions, or on the golf course, I mean, in unlimited travel. We need to prioritize family, faith, friends, and all those other things will find their proper place, right? Yeah. Like the Bible even says, seek first the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And the kingdom of God is built on faith, obviously, in the God who loves us, but then he built family into the world he created. So seek first his kingdom. Mm-hmm. So faith, family, community first. And I would even say that's why, you know, when I fight on the Hill, religious liberty is so important too, because we're just saying, okay, if you won't honor it in our country, at least let us honor it with our people. And let me just say this, folks, Christians are not the ones politicizing all these issues. We're the ones right now on the defensive just to be ourselves and to be who God wants us to be for the sake of our families. Boys, girls, moms, dads, they're being eliminated by the new Foucaultian way of saying, let's just call them something else. In fact, a lot of legislation I'm seeing now won't not use the word father, mother anymore. Right. It's just going to start talking about parents or birthing persons. Yeah, birthing persons. You know, and you're going, wait a minute, this is to the degradation ultimately of our children, to the infantilization, you know, of adults where everybody's in junior high for the rest of their life, (laughs) or to the dependence on others for value and worth and loss of faith 
in ourselves, in our families, and in the God who created and redeemed us. So, you know, what we're talking about today really, I think, is the ultimate issue today. It centers us, it empowers us, and all the other stuff finds its proper place if we do that. So remember, the faith family traditions matter because they remind us every year what's most important of all. People, you can start new traditions this year too. Yeah. Make the holy days holy days again for That's you, right. right. Celebrate Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, not simply as time away from work and a time to party, but right. honoring that which is bigger than ourselves and yourself, right? right, right. Uh, celebrate Thanksgiving with gratitude for God's gifts and Christmas as a holiday of faith and family and God's promises and New Year's as a commitment to things that really do matter. Right. Faith, family, friends in that order, right? right it right, orders right. commitment and challenges each one of us to more than mere commitment to oneself. I mean, faith, family, and friends request that there mm, be joy in raising children together rather than just having a bit of fun in one's relationship. Yeah, the kids are not just something you put on the mantle and say, well, I got that checked off. Yeah, they look pretty, don't they, honey? Yeah, they look really pretty. (laughs) We do love you, Debbie. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but really faith, family, and friends, I mean, that also requires the challenge and opportunity to grow because it is an opportunity to grow by learning to love you know, another person each and every day, the way that they need to be loved by God, that can be done through us, right? Mm -hmm. Rather than just bumping along in life and finding a bit of happiness along the way. And I I learned that from you, to be honest, because I did not know that. Well, we talked about that because, you know, we we live in a world of romantic love. And we, of course, we want that. Right, of course. But But you're not always going to feel that. No. And on top of that, you don't even know the capacity for love that's needed to love somebody else until you start to really commit yourself to that. And that's why the Bible's view is, you make the commitments first. You will leave your father and mother. You'll cleave unto the wife and you'll have, you know, they'll be naked and not ashamed. The intimacy comes last. Right. But if you prioritize intimacy first, you lose no. everything. That's right. And, and that's, that's what our kids, are, today. our kids are lo- doing that. Yeah. They're saying, let's have intimacy tonight. You know, go have a dinner and have sex and then we'll somehow find happiness. Right. And they get rid of happiness, joy, and intimacy. Yeah, you just jump right over that. And they're losing out on so much. So you got to prioritize. God says this is the way it works. Right. And, you know, finally seeing all of this, this is part of God's grand plan to illustrate his love for you as you learn to love another person or your love extending family the way that God in Christ loves you. I mean, the whole goal of life is to try to actually have children that actually have these values and become a blessing to the world in Mm -hmm. which we live. And you're participating in that. And so God allows you to participate in extending his love. So, Mm -hmm. look, it's true that just having fun for the moment can be a temptation, you know, away from things that matter. I mean, who of us hasn't wanted to just get away and do whatever we want whenever we want? Right. Well, I mean, that's leisure. And leisure has a purpose in our life. But it's to give us strength to go back and prioritize and do the things. Mm -hmm. So it feels good for a minute. But pretty soon you look around, you wish that you could have someone to share it with, someone to build memories with, someone to extend your family outward to the things that matter. Life has to be more than you. Mm-hmm. And pretty Absolutely. soon you're remembering the times when you were part of a celebration. You were no longer a child. Remember when we were growing up, think about when, you know, we got invited to the adult table. Now mm-hmm. we're part of the tradition that now includes yeah. us. You know, mm-hmm. what a cool thing that was. Yeah. Drinking coffee for the first time. Yuck. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no. But it was you, wonderful. Okay. But you were with grandma and grandpa and mom and dad, you know. I put, had a Hispanic family put lots of sugar. <laughs> lots of sugar. And leche. <laughs> and that's the, a leche. <laughs> so, again, you know, even being an adult in church, I remember telling Tell my dad, I want to go to adult Bible study. I want to ask the hard questions and see what it says. So faith and family carrying on, maybe even just starting again, making traditions mm-hmm. that prioritize faith and then move that 
faith into the family and out into the world. Now, on the way over here, you were talking about an article that you read by former Governor Scott Walker. Right, it was pretty good. It was good. talking about two-parent families not being only a moral imperative as well as an economic one, right? Right. And he talked about the Brookings Institute data that identified that a key to living a successful life, they identified, should finish high school. Right. Number two, they should get a full-time job. Right. Number three, wait until age 21 to get married and have children. First get married, then have children, right? right? And then I would add that faith is foundational to all of those things. Right. It motivates you to actually want to do those things. Right, right, right. right. And also it sustains you and also it helps you to do those things when things get tough. Right. But the point that Walker was making is that everyone can see that the dissolution of family is the number one problem in our country. It is. It's not being talked Willful. about, but it is. And and it is the driver of poverty, of illiteracy, of violence, of coarseness, of vulgarity, and, and it just goes on. I mean, faith and family, then friends and community, should be written into the fabric of our being if we are to be physically, emotionally, mentally healthy and have a constructive perspective. Gosh, I couldn't have said it any better than that. I know, I'm really me, good l- at so it. So let me add to that. <laughs> As one who has seen um, the growing reliance on government, That's, again, the thing I see all the time, rather than reliance on God, family, and church. As I said before, it's a fool's game. That's a fool's trade. No politician is going to care for you more than God, more than your family, more than you can actually care for yourself. I was just thinking, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's, if they do anything, they at least teach us who to be thankful to. Mm -hmm. You know, we can name who we should be thankful to. And it's not just to ourselves and our families, to the God who created us and redeemed us. That transforms how you look at all these things. So... Let's, you know, let these things call us back to what really matters. Mm -hmm. You know, faith in God is more than faith in yourself. If you put faith in God, you will be even more confident and competent as a person. Mm -hmm. But if you put faith in yourself, I'm going to tell you, you're going to eventually not even be confident in yourself either, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Commitment to family, learn the power of love and commitment. It'll change your life. Faith and community, look around for the solutions where you live, with the people that you live with and work with. Mm -hmm. It's the best way to do things. And do not give in to cynicism and hopelessness because that is a byproduct of disparaging faith and family. That's what Mm -hmm. secularism will do to us. And we're actually letting it do that to us. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very sad thing for me in what I'm seeing. Well, it's the way they're wrapping the message, you know, Yeah, today. they say it's a beautiful thing, yeah. but we're going over the edge. Right. But the Bible, which is really the only one true thing we can rely on, the Bible says it so clearly, right. honor your father and your mother that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Prioritize right? family. That's mm-hmm. right. That doesn't mean that we agree with everything that our parents say or do, but it does call us to develop an honoring mindset that sees ourselves not just as our families, but in the family of God, right? right? committed to things that are greater than ourselves, things that sustain us when everything else in the world wants to give way. And the Bible tells us then also to raise our children in the Lord, to discipline Mm -hmm. them, which means discipline and direct. And by the way, doing that's not just good for them. It's good for us to be that kind of parent. It's good for us because it puts the challenges and opportunities of life in perspective. The things we're up against matter because they also help us benefit our family, our friends, our community. I was just thinking about this. I remember recently when Devin's car was hit by that crazy driver in D.C. Remember, she loved that VW. Mm-hmm. That yeah, was her she f- did. I still remember her call. She did not want to bother me. She was really shaken up, but she kept thinking, oh, my dad's got so much to do. I probably shouldn't call him. And you and I both know we want her mm-hmm. to call. And I remember saying to her, honey, look, it's great to be needed as a dad. It's wonderful to have someone to help like a daughter like you. And then I also reminded her, I said, you know, just helping you out. And I had to 
reorder my day and all that. Sure, but, but it reminded me of my dad prioritizing me when I was mm-hmm. in college and my car broke down on Washington Parkway on the way back to the University of Michigan. My father drove all the way out from Detroit mm-hmm. and just said, you know, son, I'll help you through this. You know, mm-hmm. he could have had better things to do, but he prioritized me. And I said, Devin, I, I love that we can prioritize each other. Mm-hmm. So Christmas time. It's a reminder to focus on faith, family, friends, and community in that order. Right. Because those priorities will change how you look at and how you live all of your life. It's an offer that God makes to all of us. And in the end, faith in him makes all life worth living. You know what? I don't think I could have said that any better. <laughs> Boy, I'm I got nothing else of... to say. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm shutting you up. Okay. <laughs> hey, come on now. You're amplifying our voice. <laughs> So remember, there are two kinds of fire in the world. One that burns and consumes. And the one that burns and empowers. May God's word and God's love burn brightly in you, giving you strength to face any fire. Christmas blessings, little embers. I'm Marie. And I'm Greg. See See you you soon. Through the Fire is a production of Family Vision Media. FamilyVisionMedia.org.